<laughs> Yo, that should be someone's business card. There you go. Dude, somebody's business card was a pack of six, though. <laughs> Damn, dude. That'd be, that's honestly a sick-ass business card. <laughs> that would be awesome. If you're, Fucking like, idiot. literally, I'm sure, like, the CEO of fucking Camel just passes out. Oh, you out. got to. He probably has his own box of cigs that just has his, like, name on it and information. Or, like, your pharmacy, if you're listening down there, boys, if you had, like, a pack of rolling papers as your business card, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. But they they don't have the fucking gumption to think of that. Nah, dude, they, they still think they're new tenants in yeah. that building. <laughs> they blew their fucking wad on the, on the title of that store. Your pharmacy with an F. Your pharmacy with an F and a green-ass cross, just so you know. It's not an actual RX pharmacy. It's for weed. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the studio. Ah, ah, I'm Jimmy Selesky. Merrick Glazer. Fucking back at them. We are, dude. The boys are back in town. What's it been, two weeks? Uh, to you guys, it's been one week. Yeah, to you guys, one week. Yeah, maybe two weeks. Because we're really good at sprucing at, like, sp- sparsing out the episode we'll releases. We'll, like, randomly do, like, three podcasts in one week. And then it'll just work out. Because, like, you went to L.A. Oh, yes, I did, dude. Um, did you do anything, oh, like, this week? Like, what was your week like? Oh, I uh, I had a dope-ass Friday. Well, so last Wednesday was hot set at the Crown. Nice. So fucking dope. Dope as usual. Um, and then Friday, uh, Johnny Pemberton was at the Crown. Oh, yeah, I see you rocking I, that uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah. Which I is got, a nice shirt. I got the shirt on right now. Shout out Johnny Pemberton. Oh, yeah. uh, so I did, a, I did a set on that show. Um, it was fucking... Like pretty much sold out. It was How many people would you say? Sick. Um, I think like seventy people or something. Nice. I think the room maxes out at seventy-five. I don't know if it ever hit the max, but it was like every seat was full. That was at least like fifty seats, and then oh there yeah. were people at the bar, people standing. What was uh, your set time looking like? Uh, I did like seven, eight minutes, I guess. Nice. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a, it was a GT. Is it GT Pizza? Good time. Okay, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Shout out GT Pizza. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot Baltimore existed when I fucking went to LA. I was like, it was a. Uh, <laughs> I dude, when I was trying to get to the uh, air, I, of course I'm running late for my plane. Okay, like, so you obviously. didn't drive out. I did not drive okay, out. So I, for the listeners, Jimmy told me he was gonna rent a car and drive out to LA because he didn't get a ticket in time. <laughs> Which I thought, well, actually, originally it was like, I, well, I. Well, you thought it would be cheaper, and then you realized you had to. Like, I thought I thought a lot a of Home <laughs> Depot truck. Yeah. And then pay, pay by, by the by minute. The mile. Yeah. How much was this? Three thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> Can I get the non-box truck? <laughs> <laughs> you drive out there like with a mattress. <laughs> I mean, I might as well. But no, I was thinking like, comfort. like how many times, how many opportunities do you get to do that? You know, to drive uh, across yeah, the no, country. For sure. Like that's something on like my bucket list. But then I was like, you but know, I wouldn't want to do it by myself. That that was the thing. Yeah. That was what really at the end. Also, the the biggest thing was I called up all these rental places. I called they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I felt like they're an like, idiot. Wait, what do you want to do? No. <laughs> I felt like an idiot even asking. Like, I was like, this is what rental cars are kind of for, right? Like, you're supposed to, like, take them places. But then I was, like, embarrassed to ask. I was, like, super, like, timid when I was asked. I was like, um, 
What if you just rented it? Like, how long were you out there? Were you out there for like a full week? I was out there for five days. For five days. Like, couldn't you just rent a rental car for five days and not say what the fuck you're doing with it? Yeah, but the thing, the big twist for me was I was down to drive out there. I was even actually down to drive out there alone. Because uh-huh. at first I was like, this isn't really something I want to do just alone. But also it's something that like you want to do. It's something I want to do, but it's like when you drive with other people, you can switch off, take shifts, and get there way quicker. Like, it's, it's a day yeah. and a half drive if it's just, if it's, you're nonstop, non-stop driving. Fuck. But like, you know, you can't drive a day and a half straight. I would be fucking insane by the time I got there, but more than likely I would like crash somewhere in Missouri. Yeah. But like, so I was like, but then the big thing for me was like, I was actually about to do it alone. And then I thought like, but then I have to drive home yeah. too. It's like once you've already done it once, like I was down to do it once, you know, and then fly back. There's no fucking way I'm driving out to Los Angeles and then driving back. Five days later, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. So, uh, but luckily, I didn't even have to get that far because the rental car companies were like, yeah, we can't, like, we're, we don't have enough cars in the Baltimore locations. Like, I called the one in Towson first, and they were like, maybe try calling, I know Hunt Valley, Catonsville, like, but maybe the airport will do it. And then at that point, I was like, because I was down to do it if I can rent a car from Towson because I live literally next yeah, door to the Enterprise. Yeah, but like, Park your car at the airport. Yeah, for like, it's like thirty bucks a day. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you're flying? It's like, no, I'm taking another car. <laughs> Why don't you just take car. this car? Well, I'm renting a car. It's a long story. <laughs> BWI guy at the parking stand. You don't need to fucking know. I'm not trying to put these miles on my car. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do it, but I'm th- I was definitely hoping, hoping, because I plan on going out there pretty frequently. Because nice. now that like now that we have a, someone to stay with. And, like, I really did have a good time, even though we didn't really even do anything. But I was hoping that, like, when we go out, like, me, you, maybe Mahedi, get some other people, get, like, the crew, that's definitely a situation where we got to drive it, you know? Yeah. That's definitely one of those. So that'd be, Yeah, that'd be sick. But anyway, so I flew, and, of course, I'm running late to the airport, and, of course, I'm flying out of Dulles, too. So my flight is at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday out of Dulles, which is, like, it's, like, DC, but it's like South DC. It's like not yeah. even top of DC. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a solid no traffic hour and fifteen, which I then factored in as the only time I needed to pay attention to. Not thinking about the fact that I'm driving down during rush hour. So Ooh. I'm doing the DC commute. I'm doing the Baltimore to DC commute Fuck. in pure rush hour. Oh my god. And so I didn't even get. I mean, I didn't pack. I ran into the house. I went to the. I tried to get a bunch of stuff done on Tuesday because, of course, I didn't. I crammed everything into like six hours before I had to leave. So I wake <laughs> up. I wake up at like eleven, and fucking send something in the mail, put stuff in the bank, do a whole bunch of other shit. Then I fucking get a haircut, and then I run to the studio and try to post last week's episode. It's fucking taking forever to post, and I'm like, fuck. Get back to the place. Haven't even packed yet. I had Jill drive me out to the airport. And, like, we didn't get out the door until 4. And the whole time, my brother's like, dude, you're going to be fucking late. Are you kidding me? You're, are you kidding me, dude? You think you're going to fucking make a flight? What's your flight? You, you're fucking done. You might as well just cancel. I was like, God, Dom, shut the fuck up, dude. You're putting too much negative energy in my air right now. <laughs> so we're driving down, and I'm just super anxious the whole time. I drove her car because I was like, I, I need to get there. So I'm driving your car. And, dude, by the grace of God, the traffic was literally not that bad. Nice. Like, it was crazy. Well, I feel like everyone's trying to go out of there. True. Exactly. Didn't think about that, but yes. Not many people are commuting to Baltimore from D.C. 
you know, for yeah. work. It's like, oh, I live in this much yeah, more. Yeah, I live in D.C., but I work in Baltimore. I live in this much more vibrant city, but let me commute to Baltimore <laughs> for work. Like, but also pay D.C. rent. Yeah. Great. Great fucking idea, dude. <laughs> but uh, so we get there, and I got there like 12 minutes faster than Waze said I would. Hell Waze yeah. said I was going to get there at 5.30, so 30 minutes before the flight took off. I got there at 5.20, and I was like, I, I, mean, I was like, fuck you, Waze. That's the first time I've ever beaten Waze. Waze yeah. always, you know, they're usually Yeah, they're usually up. pretty right. Like, I usually think I'm going to shave some time off, but they're like, no, we already thought of that. Yeah, everything you're doing. We, we knew you were going to try to beat us. <laughs> we already beat you. <laughs> like, you you'll be. You've been a checkmate this whole draft. You'll be, like, flying, and then you'll, and then you'll, like, get to, like, a stop and go traffic and you're like fuck this is gonna add so much time to my time but then you're like oh wait Waze already thought about this yeah so they already factored <laughs> this in but then you'll get out of the traffic you'll start fucking flying i'm like dude i'm shaving off them minutes boy going like 80 and i'm looking at the thing it's like rival time has not changed like, come <laughs> on dude i'm flying right now <laughs> but like so I, I i somehow dusted it i dusted ways this the ghost version of myself like it was like a racing game yeah, and yeah. i was racing the ways version of me fuck yeah that ways version of me missed that fucking flight you got the gold trophy dude so the first time I, I don't fly that often, but the first time, this is the first time I like online checked in. Okay. You know, because normally I'm like. What'd you fly out there? I've. What did you say? What, like, what, like, Southwest, Delta, uh, Spirit? I took something called Sun Country, which I've never even fucking heard of before. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> Sun Country. <laughs> Sun Country I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure. This, let me make I sure feel this. like that sounds like one of those planes that would go missing in the ocean, but it's like there's no ocean in the middle of America. <laughs> what, did, what happened? <laughs> so I get to the airport, and it's the first time I've ever online checked in. And so I get up to the front desk at the gate, not the pl- gate for the plane, but like when you the entrance of, the, of Dulles. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, where are you flying? And I'm like, uh, I'm going to... Los I'm taking Minneapolis to LA and she's like, Ooh, yeah, you're gonna have to get another flight. I'm sorry. And I was wow. like, Damn, so what do I do with this boarding pass? And she's like, Oh, you already have your boarding pass? All right, run. And I was <laughs> like, Oh shit. And so I have my guitar with me, but my guitar I, I planned on checking the yeah. bag, you know? Yeah, yeah. But she was like, You can't check this at this point. You just gotta they'll probably Damn. let you take it on there. And I was Holy like, shit. Okay. So I'm running through the airport with my fucking guitar and a camo duffel bag. The camo duffel bag is Honestly, not the best duffel yeah, bag to sketch. travel. It looks sketch. Yeah, like, yeah. Why does this guy have a or camo like, duffel bag? Is this guy a veteran? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? It just looks. It just looks a little off. Like, I would be uncomfortable if I was sitting next to a guy with a camo duffel bag. Yeah, yeah. But thankfully, that guy is me. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about that. Thankfully, he was high. <laughs> <laughs> so I run down to the gate, slide through TSA, and in Dulles, you have to take like a little train. To get there, Ooh, you know fuck. what I'm saying. But luckily, that train comes like every two and a half minutes. Oh, I was thank like, "Thank God, God for Jesus you guys." Christ. So yeah. that thing busts me into Gate B. I get off the train. I take my flip flops off, and now I'm sprinting through the airport, bare, airport <laughs> barefoot, just flying. Yeah, yeah. And I get to the gate, and as I'm running to the gate, this woman at the desk is like, "Are you Solisky?" And I was <laughs> like, "Yeah." She's like, "Get on the plane." <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking walk in, and all these people just sit on the plane, and here comes my God dumbass. Damn. 30 minutes after everybody has already been on the plane oh my with God. a fucking guitar, like a big-ass guitar, not like yeah. one of those small no travel guitars. Seats. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm like trying to find... Luckily, I found a spot for it, and I was like, wow, what a fucking blessing. And then there was another guy with a guitar, too. I didn't know you were allowed to do that, carry on yeah, guitar. Yeah, I didn't know that either. His guitar was much smaller. But so I just made the flight <laughs> in the nick of time. Flex, dude. In the nick of time. And uh, we cruise out to Minneapolis and lay over for like an hour, cruise to L.A. I get out of the airport in L.A., at LAX, 
and I call a lift pool. And it's the first time I've ever called a lift pool because I feel like they just recently did they start recently doing that? Yeah, I think so. So but it's like you share a ride with other people to split the cost. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the route gets fucked up. Yeah, and it takes longer, but it's cheaper, and that's the upside. And that's yeah, yeah. really all I care about. And, I'm like, but when in L.A., shit's, like, far apart. Yeah, that is something I definitely came uh, to learn pretty heavily out here. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how spread everything. Dude, like, yeah, I was paying, like, I think 40 to 60 bucks for an Uber sometimes. Yeah, if you... It, I would say this, dude. I checked Uber first, and then I checked Lyft, and there were a couple times where they were the same price, but I would say probably about four out of five times, maybe three out of four times, Lyft is significantly cheaper than Uber. Oh, yeah. I usually, I just say Uber because that's like... No, I know, but it's like... But I usually use Lyft. I start, I'm like wondering, why don't more people use Lyft? It's literally the same thing. I think people do, but I think it's just a thing that like... Uber was the first one, so that's just what you call it. But yeah, then I'm Ubering there, like, but it's like it's like saying I'm getting a Coke. Yeah, you might be getting a Pepsi. It's like yeah. it's like is Pepsi Lyft. Okay? Yeah, no, I actually <laughs> prefer Pepsi. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Lyft is the Pepsi of fucking mobile travel. Yeah. But anyway, so I get a Lyft pool, and this guy that drove me, he was from. I come yeah. to find out he's from Pain Iran. In the pool, dude. dude, he could not speak a literal lick of English and he's <laughs> calling me on the phone and he's just yelling at me and I was like dude I, I am at Terminal 5E like my hand is on the sign I am here I'm as here as I could ever be and we I didn't realize that I had to go to the upper level because they're not allowed oh, to come shit. down so but and he wasn't able to say that yeah, so yeah. I just had to fucking after like 10 minutes of 10, probably 15 minutes of him just trying to find me. A security guard came up to you like, <laughs> sir, you need to stop yelling. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get Uber. <laughs> sir, Uber pickups is upstairs. <laughs> sir, I'm going to oh. need to check your bag. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> camo ass. You're scaring the patrons. <laughs> and so finally I get picked up, and we're driving off. And I remember it saying like on my app thing that we were supposed to pick up this chick named Jalise and her mm-hmm. friend. Two people, Jalise. And I noticed we're just driving from the airport, and... Jalice is not in the car. Mm-hmm. And we get like about 10 minutes down the freeway and I keep seeing this number calling him. <laughs> and he just keeps on ignoring it. And then he's like, Eric, can you check it? There's a phone, phone, phone. And I'm like, okay. So now I got my seatbelt off. I'm in the back seat from the passenger seat looking for a phone. I'm like, I don't see anything. He's like, oh man. And then after the second call, I see a text pop up on his screen because he has it like mounted on the dash. And it's like, you need to cancel my ride right now. Very unfair of you to take my money and not pick me up. I'm stuck here until you cancel this ride. This guy doesn't know what's happening. He's looking at the text, but yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He can't read it, so he doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah, so he's yeah. like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> and I'm like, um, dude. And then she calls again, and he's like, hold up. And he, he was like, can you can you talk? Talk. You talk. Mm-hmm. And so he, I'm like, oh, okay. So from the passenger seat of this random guy's car, yeah. I swipe. And I pick up the phone, and she's like, are you kidding me? Blah, 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 just bitching at me. And I'm just sitting there just like, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. And after 15 seconds, it's like, hold, hold up. Ma'am, I am not your Uber driver. I am just a guy sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think he knows what's going on. And she was like, well, he needs to cancel it. And I was like, well, she's saying you need to cancel it, dude. And he's like, I don't know how to cancel it. And I was like... All right. And I was like, all right, we'll figure it out. So now I'm like browsing through his phone, finally figure out how to cancel it. Mm-hmm. And that situation gets figured out. But I was like, damn, I've been in L.A. for like five minutes. I've already had to fucking like that was crazy. She was really mad. But uh, we get to Scott's place and he lives in kind of like 
not a great neighborhood. I'll just put it that way. What what part? It's called Westlake. It's very close to downtown by MacArthur Park. It's a uh, very like there's like K Town is very close and it's like a very like Hispanic neighborhood. Like to put it this way, his apartment complex to get into the front door has two gates. You got to get through two gates to get okay. there. So like, it's not the best. If I had to compare, it's probably similar to Station North, but the difference is Station North just seems more dangerous to me. I don't know why. Like, the one thing I would say is even when I was walking around in, like, the hoodest of hoods in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I didn't feel, like, unsafe, you know? Whereas, like, when I'm walking through the hood of hoods in Baltimore, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, there's definitely... It just, like, had, like, a different vibe to it. It was weird. It was strange. Like, I was walking past, like, blocks that had all boarded up shit. And, like, when we were doing that, when we filmed that music video in Baltimore on, like, a similar-looking block, it was way different. There were fucking crackheads everywhere those two dudes talking to us in the window like it was not like yeah, those two way. like crackheads yeah. doing <laughs> kevin hart bits <laughs> through the window but so i get there and right off the bat it's like it's like midnight at this point scott had just gotten back from work mm-hmm. and you know scott to put it in context lives with like models mm-hmm. i mean he lives with four other dudes and they're literally all models actors something like that yeah yeah and i show up and the first thing he says, like, damn, boy, you've been hitting the gym? Like, damn, you're looking fucking dad bod of shit right now. I was like, fuck you, Scott, man. I was like, <laughs> it was like, good to see you too, bro. Damn. So Yeah, what the fuck? I was like, fuck. And then I got super high. We were talking. But, you know, like I said, I got there at midnight, so we talked for a bit. Went to sleep. But the cool thing is he he works at, like, this, this dope-ass, like, pool bar called The Standard in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's really nice. But he works like every day. Damn. So, and he gets up to go to work at like nine. So, nine in the morning? Yeah. Oh my God. And he didn't get back till midnight? I think, I think sometimes he works at night, but this, most days he works nine to six, I think. And, well, if it's a pool bar, that's sick. No, it's great. But like, peak pool hours. I'm in this apartment with like four dudes that I've never met in my life. And so, as soon as he gets up, I just feel immediately awkward. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. I'm sleeping on the couch in the living room. I'm just like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to fucking. So every morning yeah, at like. So you just like go and do yeah, shit. Every morning at 10, I would just fucking scram. I feel and like just that's good though, because then like you're forced exactly. out of your comfort zone. Exactly. And like, yeah. I just do not feel welcome in people's houses anymore. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. now that I'm like older and realize like the ramifications, like, and just knowing that like nobody else here knows me. They were all cool dudes, but like mm-hmm. still, it's like I don't want to be like the guy on the couch. Yeah. Anybody yeah. know that guy? I think that's Scott's friend. He's been here all fucking day. You tell him to fucking go somewhere. So I literally just walk around fucking everywhere. Yeah. Especially now that Scott told me I was fucking fat. I was like, fuck <laughs> you, Scott. But it's like so crazy because they're, you know, they're all like professional. Like they all look phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Like their day job is just working out. Exactly. So they go to the Venice Beach pool up bars and they're fucking doing muscle ups and backflips off the rings and shit. And I'm like, am I supposed to be able to do this? Is this <laughs> am I a bitch if I can't do a fucking backflip? Because I feel like I'm a bitch right now. <laughs> I, but I just feel like everyone uh, is like, uh, you know, everyone's thinking about their America's Got Talent audition. Exactly. Like I can do. Exactly. But it did inspire me. It did inspire me to kind of oh, like, you know. Because the, the other thing was like, there were some people that just, 
we're regular, you know? There's yeah. a lot of people that are regular. I think it was mainly, like, Scott and his friends that are just, like, unbelievable. Yeah, well, they're models. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Literally> models. <laughs> but, like, yeah, for the most part, like, the first night we went to some fucking club called this, uh, the Sayers Club. And it was just, like, whatever. They're, I think, like, one of their coworkers, DJs, was playing it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, like... It was, I guess, if I had to compare it to something that was probably most similar, like Auto Bar, maybe. Okay. So it was kind of like just like, but it was smaller. Mm. But it was just like, uh, you know, I could have done this in Baltimore. Like, it wasn't anything particularly like, oh, I'm in a different city. I'm experiencing something that was like, all right, I could literally do this anywhere. And it's like $13 for a whiskey diet and just not feeling it. So yeah. so then Scott's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. so we get some Coke the first night we're there and we paid $60 for oh a gram. God. And it was the worst you Coke of crazy. all time. It, went, it was the worst Coke. I didn't get, you got less high when you did it. So the $20 yeah, discount good. was just, yeah, Very not silly. worth it. But other than that, dude, he has like, he has this friend named Eddie that he grew up there, which I think is so crazy that people actually just grow up in like Hollywood. Yeah, like you're, you've never been outside of like, one of the weirdest cities to be in. Yeah, exactly. Your entire life. Exactly. I think that's like the normal for everyone, but it's really not. Yeah. So he's like 21 or something, and he, is, he lives at his parents' house, but his parents are like I, some kind of like documentary or something. But he, they do something in the film industry, but they were away. So we stay, a lot of nights we like chilled over his place because he has like a pool and jacuzzi and stuff like that. Fuck yeah. And it's just crazy that like, yeah, he's just Some from people there. live like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you just live in the Hollywood Hills. But, like, the house itself was just very modest. It looked like, I mean, it was honestly, like, kind of like. Yeah, but it had a fucking pool and one yeah, of the but best like, views. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're probably paying a million dollars at least just for some shitty two-bedroom house, like, yeah. the just size for, of like, my house. Just like, the little real estate of that Yeah, the location. Area. It was wild. It doesn't matter if there's a house on it. But, like, at the end of the day, it really was kind of just, you know, they all work at this restaurant and so it's just like you know co-workers chilling like i chill with his co-workers every night mm-hmm. and that was it so I, I the one thing i will say is like i brought my guitar out there i didn't really get a chance to do anything with it i hung out with cecilia grace on the last day because she just moved out there two days ago oh nice so she met up with us we hit up santa monica and everything like that but yeah it was it was a cool trip overall the homeless thing was crazy yeah like, the homeless out there is wild it was yeah it was I, I i was there eight years ago with scott i think we went to they're also they're more like uh sheepish out there they are they right? are and i there's think there's like way more of them but they're all less aggressive i think the reasoning for that is is because i think when you reach a certain level like a certain threshold of amount of homeless people like they don't even try asking you anymore because there's, if they did they're like someone else you, priority yeah you can them. only give money to so many people and like Chances are, if you're walking down the street in downtown, you've passed at least six homeless people in one block. So, yeah. like, they know, like, I'm not going to bother asking. I'm just going to fucking sit here. Somebody gives me something that's awesome. But otherwise, I'll just live in my fucking tent on the sidewalk mm-hmm. or, like, live in the park. Like, MacArthur Park is just all homeless people. Like, just, like, it Dude, looks like how 83 under the bridge used to There's, look. like, a bunch of crazy stuff, like, at, uh, like, the beaches, too. Like, people will just, like, park their car at the beach. Like, in the parking lot, though, but it's just, like, a public parking lot, and they'll just be, like, rows of people just living out of their cars or RVs or, yeah. It's it's insane, and the cops really can't do anything. You just live in your car, park on the side of the road, just, like, see just cars with just, like, blinds on them and stuff like that, and I'm just like, wow, this is wild. This is wild. I saw a dude, like, 
showering in the water fountain. And then I saw Scott drink out of a water fountain not Ooh. far away. I was like, Scott, come on, dude. You, do you, are you, you not, are you not looking at what's <laughs> going on around you? Like, holy shit. You know how many people peed in that? And then, you know, you see the guy. But, yeah, Baltimore homeless people are definitely way different. They'll definitely walk up to you, come up with, like, some reason why they need money, make something up completely. Like, yeah. man, I'm just trying to get to the bus. I'm like, uh, why? Where are you going? Where are you going, dude? You're homeless. <laughs> you, can, you can sleep anywhere. <laughs> Heard tell that they were just giving out quarters up the road. <laughs> didn't want to walk there. <laughs> That was cool. It was cool. Well, fucking uh, Riley, his roommate Riley popped his tire on. The, his friends, you know, th- his roommate Riley's twenty, and then Eddie, his good friend at work, is twenty-one. So like, when you're twenty-one and you're driving, you drive way different than when you're twenty-six and you're driving. Oh yeah. Because you don't stop that whole like young guy driving fast for no reason shit until you get in your first accident. Mm-hmm. Once you get in your first accident, that's when you're like. Oh shit! That really can happen. Mm. People actually do get in accidents. Like if I just whip it around this curve, my car could slide off the road. Yeah, my oh. car might not respond to me moving yeah. the wheel one time or braking or shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, there's no way I'm getting out of this vacation in a car like completely with nothing happening. And it, sure enough, my last day there, we go to brunch. Luckily, it was mild. He was just like trying to make a U-turn in the middle of a street and mm. runs up on a curb and blows out his whole tire. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so now at like 11 a.m., I'm hungover as fuck, and I'm trying to fucking change You're the his tire. the only one who knows how to change a tire. Yeah, there. that was the <laughs> other thing. I think Scott knows. I'm pretty sure Scott knows. Yeah. But this kid didn't, and I was like, of dude, course you don't. pay attention to how I'm doing this because I swear to God, if you're on like a date with a girl and you don't know how to change your tire... I don't know how girls are nowadays, but I just feel like if I were a girl, I'd be like, I'm not fucking this guy. Yeah. Like, you can't change a tire. That's just something the man should know how to do, you know? Like, I understand you could call AAA, but AAA is something you call when, like, you know, I think that as a man, there's a certain amount of knowledge you should have about a car. You should know what an alternator is. You should know how to change a tire. If you really need to, maybe you should know how to change the oil with a quick phone search or something like that. But, like, yeah, dude. You can't be calling 911. I have a flat tire. If I was a 911 operator, I'd be like, dude, be a man or go fucking find one right now. Walk down the street and ask a grown man to fucking change a tire like a little ass bitch. But anyway. Coming from the guy who called 911 <laughs> for a jump. Mm. <laughs> That's different, dude. What was I supposed to set up a fucking <laughs> hamster wheel? Jump my own car? <laughs> a man would have done that. That's <laughs> what a man would have done. That's also what a hamster would have done. Ideally. Yeah, and then I, uh, what was I going to say, flew back. Oh, I met a lot of people, like, I was surprised by the amount of people that, like, like, I definitely got, like, a West Coast vibe from a lot of people. There's a lot of, you know, even Scott was telling because you know how Scott's, like, he's in L.A. now, so he's, like, super, like, chill, philosophical. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, every conversation we have, he's just like, you know, I just feel like it's, like, you know, like, I can see, like, when I see you talk, I'm just thinking like, damn, that was like how I was, you know? But then it's just like, I feel like when I came out here, it allowed me to grow so much. And just seeing like, that you're like still in that kind of like Baltimore state of mind, it just makes me wish that I was like, I just want you to come out here and like grow. And I was like, Scott, shut the fuck <laughs> up, dog. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> damn, dude, he drank the Kool-Aid. 
<laughs> no, he's still no. He he's cool, but just like every now and then, you could tell that he's been hanging he's around been with been a lot in of LA, them. Yeah, yeah, That's and like funny. you know, it was a lot. Of, it did kind of it did kind of make me very self aware of like how different our call because I even even I was even um just chatting at the table with his coworkers, and I made a certain joke or something like that, and she was like, "That was so East Coast," and I was like. Wait, how do you know? She's like, I can just tell, like, you're definitely from the East Coast. She's like, I'm from New York. And that's, like, the kind of humor that people over there have. Because it's more like, it's more like, I would do a lot of, like, sarcastic shit and a lot of, like, just, like, saying stuff like, uh, you know, just it, it was just kind of funny how it is so different. And I guess what he was noticing was that I still am like that, you know? And he's come out there and he's kind of, but, you know, he was pitching it as, like, you know, when you do that thing, because, like, we were all going to, like, go eat at like two in the morning and I was like, yo, let's hit a Carl's Jr. straight at the bottom of the street and they were like, ugh, Carl's Jr. <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong with Carl's Jr.? And I went, you know, I do that fucking shit. Yeah, like, yeah. what was wrong with it? And then I fucking take it to the next level. Like, all right, fine, fuck, I'll just go get a fucking gas station. And then <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking do that, my whole little fucking yeah, song yeah. and dance. And he was like, yeah, man, just seeing you do that was just like, I know where you're coming from because I used to be like that too. But then I'm like, I wonder if they get like a different impression of it because like I think like, why are you doing? It? I was like, yeah, I guess sometimes you know it's just that's like my humor, dude. Yeah. I like fucking making up stupid debates and then just taking them to the nth degree. <laughs> 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 it's just funny to me. <laughs> like, and I don't care if I lose a debate because it's a stupid debate. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a fucking wrestling match. Just fun. But yeah, it made me. It made me. You know, I would say the main thing I took from the trip was definitely that. Definitely want to lose some weight, I guess. <laughs> Damn, dude, you got shamed out there. I did get shamed, but not in a good, not in a bad way. No, like, yeah, it's it's gonna. You know, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like the thing is, is I guess. In Scott's mind, I'm like, you know, I was always like the fucking ripped one when we were younger. Or like, yeah, I guess he's remembering you like lean in high school. Yeah, or something. exactly. It's like, dude, I'm 20. I'm about to be 27 next month. Like, but the difference is, is I understood the, the metaphorical aspect of it was it, when you're surrounded by people who are doing like more or more in a certain aspect of life, it pushes you to do more that way too. And when you surround yourself with, people that aren't doing that then it, you're not you don't feel pushed because you're just comparing yourself to who surrounds you so like yeah. in that aspect it's like yeah i could totally see how I was, if i was living in a house of models and they're all walking around with their shirts off all day and they have like perfect abs and the fucking v that leads down to their dick and everything like that i would be like i need to fucking look like that but like i don't live in a house of models i live in baltimore where i'm 27 almost and when i run into somebody from high school all you can really ask is that you just like we were talking about earlier like just keep it together. You know, you don't have to look amazing. Just, yeah. you know, I, everybody that I see... Just be recognizable. From, yeah. When I see somebody from high school, I just think like, oh, damn, I've seen a lot of people where I'm like, holy shit, Jesus Christ. And like, as long as I'm not that, I feel like I'm doing all right. So like, it did make me realize, because he was really trying to tell me I should move out there and stuff like that. And I was like, I can see where you're coming from when you say like being in a city like this where more people are doing things and more people are kind of in that state of mind because when you work at a restaurant in Baltimore, it's like maybe you and one or two other people at your job have that desire to do like acting or music or something like that. But for the most part, everyone else is just like going to college, doing whatever, 
a lifer there or whatever. And so like you're a standout just by having those aspirations. And then when you go out to LA, it's like it, you're a standout if you're literally not trying to be an actor or a singer yeah, or something yeah. like that. So it's like you're just surrounded by all kinds of people who are all doing the same shit. And that pushes you because you're in an environment where everyone is kind of like, you know, drawing off each other. Yeah. So I can understand that aspect. Do you aspect. think that's what's causing the homeless problem too? All the best homeless people <laughs> from every city in America go out there. It's <laughs> like, yeah. so, dude, if you're going to be homeless, you got to go out to L.A., bro. You got to be homeless in L.A., man. Big time. The Big Apple. Go out there and be homeless with the best the big of Big campground. So this guy is the most famous homeless person of all. <laughs> Speaking of moving homeless people, apparently Scott's roommate, Blake, who's a really awesome fucking guy, um was telling me that they're just shipping them out by the busload to Vegas. What, homeless people? Yeah, that's their policy. What? They're just putting them on buses and sending them to Vegas. <laughs> what? I don't fucking know, what dude. Are they going to hopefully like turn their coins into you know money? Like, are they <laughs> going to the nickel slots or some shit? Like, what? I don't know what the plan is. It's like, why does Vegas want them? I don't think they do, but also I think it's just like... They can't know. do anything about it. What are they going to... like? That's insane. Is that real or is that like a conspiracy theory? Uh, he was pretty. I've heard it. I've heard it said a couple times, but like I never looked into it. And then he said it, and I still didn't look into it. But now I'm way more sure that it's real. Because <laughs> he seemed and like I'm a guy that would have looked about into about looking into it. <laughs> think about looking into it. <laughs> but he said it like very. Convi- like I walked in, and uh, it I was hear like mid conversation <laughs> explaining it. <laughs> I walk in like midday, and he's listening to the Rogan experience. I was like, all right, cool. I can bond with him on this, you know, like, because Scott was always saying, like, dude, my roommate Blake, you'll fucking love Blake. He's just like us. Like, he'll like have like philosophical conversations. He's like not like all the other people. And I was like, all right, sweet. So Is he's he the one who's also from like the East Coast originally. He's from uh, Midwest. He's from okay. Detroit, but he's like, yeah, Scott's boy. He was the one that Scott was talking about on the phone with us. Yeah, yeah. Not the other guy that he was like comparing himself to. Yeah, yeah. But. That guy moved out. Apparently, there was a little bit of drama in that whole situation, which is what I gathered. I was like, when Scott called us, yeah. I was like, there's definitely more to it than what he's telling us. And yeah, they were all saying, like, yeah, he's fuck. Blake was just like, I just don't fucking like that guy. I was like, all right, damn, I get it now. But I walk in and I hear the Rogan experience, and I was like, yo, is that Dave Chappelle? And he didn't say anything. And I was like, all right. Let me think of another guy. So then I'm like, yo, is that this guy? And he still doesn't say anything because I'm like popping around the corner. Yeah, yeah. And I'm You're hoping like, he's like, nah, it's Joe Rogan. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I pop in and then I'm like, and then he take he like looks over. He wasn't wearing headphones. He's like, wait, what'd you say? And I was like, well, he was like, oh man, this is Dr. Cornell West, blah, blah, blah. And we start <laughs> talking. We start having this long ass conversation for like an hour. Awesome dude. And then like when I was in, and like we think pretty much the same way. Like we were making all kinds of like that shit, like, you know. And uh, we were talking about, like, Jordan Peterson. He was reading that shit and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, cool, dude. You're, you're like, with it. And then my Uber driver, on the way from, Uber like, Jabbar. to the my Lyft, my Lyft pool guy, yeah. on the way to the airport when I was leaving, it was, like, a half black guy. And he just starts spinning off into, like, we, we saw, like, a homeless person. He was, like, running red lights. We were joking <laughs> back and forth. He was a really cool guy. He grew up there. And I was like, dude, honestly, you're the first, per- you're the first Lyft driver I've had that, could speak English, honestly. Like, it's nice to be able to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, and he starts going on. He was, like, talking about, like, illegals driving Ubers and stuff like that. And then he was, like, going off about, like, illegal immigration. I was like, yo, this is kind of crazy because I did not expect anyone to think like you. 
out here. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think of LA in my mind, I think of like, oh dude, it's just gonna be like they were all saying like, oh man, LA man, you can't say that out here. Like they're super uptight and like blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't know, dude, because I feel like there's definitely like you go in the fucking arts district of Baltimore and it's fucking I can't imagine it being any more progressive than that. Yeah. You know, like that's like peak progressiveness. So it was cool to talk to him about that. He was, man, I just call it like I see it, man. I'm spitting the truth. Like, man, I know I'm not supposed to say it, but that's what's happening. And all you got to do is read a book, learn some economics. That's what's <laughs> happening. I was like, hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, dude. You fucking got it. But yeah, it was a really cool trip. And of course, the whole time... <laughs> The whole time we're out there, the fucking everybody was talking about Baltimore because the fucking Trump tweet and shit like that. And I was like, just fucking great. Just fucking great. Which honestly, I thought that shit was fucking funny. But I know everybody is like, how dare you shit on my city, blah, 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 blah. I was talking to um Archie on Monday at Sidebar, and we're about just like, like, it, like, whatever, like, Donald Trump was doing by saying that, it worked. Because everyone was, like, literally just talking about him yeah. all night. And that is the crazy thing is, like, a lot of people agree with him. Like, people, like, a lot of, like, when I saw, like, all the people complaining, like, here's the dynamic I saw. When you go on, like, Facebook. Because I really wasn't on Facebook like that out there. Like, I just kind of just, you know, well, I would check it. Like, like, it was just, like, unsolicited like, you know, it was an unsolicited tweet. It was like a fucking stupid ass tweet to begin with. Yeah. But well, then, he did like, it to get but back. But at the same time, yeah. like, uh, like, yeah, he's been in that seat for 20 years. And, like, it's not, like, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in Baltimore going on right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, there's a lot wrong with Baltimore still. Yeah. And, like, but I don't, I don't like, you know. I don't want to bash it. Yeah, you don't want to bash it, it's but my like city, it was yeah, like he's he, he this guy's on the I think he's on like the uh, investigation bureau or something. He's like a major and Elijah Cummings is a major like nemesis of Trump. You know, he's one of the guys that's coming after him a lot. And you know, he was trying to figure out a way to like attack Elijah Cummings, which is fair, I guess. You know, that's the way Trump is. Everybody knows that's the way Trump is. So he comes after him, and it was a uh, you know he wasn't doing it. I guess the one thing I would say. Um, against it is that he clearly he, I'm sure he wasn't doing it with the intention of making Baltimore a better place by calling it out which you know um is fine I guess but at the same time it's like he was more so doing it just to like attack Elijah Cummings but it was a fair attack and when he said that one thing about like you know we've been giving money and all this stuff for years uh and and nothing has improved you know who's still who's taking that money who who's handling that money and who robbed the people of baltimore and i was like that's a fair fucking question because when you're walking around like people in baltimore if you you know i just the one thing that bugs me about a lot of the people in baltimore is that they refuse to acknowledge it and it's like it's one thing to be proud of your city but it doesn't mean that you can't admit that like yeah actually maybe there are stuff that needs to be better and the and a lot of the people that like a lot of like my black friends and stuff like that who don't live in like the trendy hipstery like neighborhoods like Hamden and Station North and then like obviously like all my fucking yuppie friends that live in Canton and Fells Point like they're all like man Baltimore's a fucking great place but it's like yeah where you live in Baltimore's a great place you live in the fucking gentrified trendy places to live 
and you know you see a rat and it's like haha so baltimore dude but it's like yeah but actually if you get out of your fucking little l down 83 and you go anywhere else in west or east baltimore it's fucking awful and the people that are living there aren't in love with their situation they're fucking struggling and then they were the ones who like i saw so many of my like city like like actual city like black friends and stuff like that being like yo i know we hate trump but like you know like at the end of the day like what he said was real and we need to start like questioning our political class and stuff like that and i was like good good i'm glad somebody fucking said it and and at the end of the day whatever like you said whatever he was trying to do it fucking worked like all he has to do is say something and now for the rest of the week that's all anybody was talking about. Mm. All anybody was talking about. And then you see the fucking John Waters clap back where he was like, John Waters claps back at Trump saying, I bet you wouldn't say that in person. I was like, yeah, great, dude. Great. No better way to prove that Donald Trump was wrong about Baltimore being dangerous than our most famous guy coming out and being like, yeah, we'll say it to our face. <laughs> it's <laughs> also, I don't know if anyone had this take yet, but... That's a little uh, toxic masculinity, if you ask me. It is a little toxic masculinity, dude. Especially coming <laughs> from fucking John Waters, dude. Very toxic. No, all respect to John Waters. Yeah, I like John. He's Waters. a very nice guy. Very nice guy. I just didn't. Th- I just don't think like how I don't think that when somebody's calling your city dangerous and then you're saying you wouldn't dare say that in the streets of Baltimore, it's like yeah, that's my <laughs> point. That's my literal point. Your clapback made my point stronger. You know, it was just like you couldn't think of something different to say. Like, you could say it in the streets of Baltimore and you'd be fine. That would have been a clapback, but it wouldn't be true at all. So, so don't clap back, I guess, then, if that's all you got. Well, yeah, overall, it's just, it was, uh, it's been a fun little topic that I've seen circulating around. And, the, you know, it's cool. It's cool because, like, I'll, they'll, they'll talk about it on, like, CNN and Fox and Ben Shapiro will be talking about it and Tucker Carlson and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, everybody's so about Baltimore. Let's fucking go. And they'll be, like, showing Dude, videos. It's good-ass marketing for Baltimore Comedy Festival. True. We've, uh, we've had a bunch of people just posting, like, the logo with, like, the sexy-ass rat. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, we got some dope rats down here. Baltimore <laughs> Comedy Festival, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And the people saying, like, this is bad for the reputation of Baltimore. It's like, really, was it? Because I'm pretty sure if you say Baltimore, I got two reactions from telling people I was from Baltimore out there. And the first one was, Baltimore, what state is that in again? Maryland. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore, I got you. I remember them. Fucking Ravens, Orioles, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's Baltimore. And then the other one was, oh, shit, dude. Baltimore, that's fucking crazy out there. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, our reputation is the same. No, nope, it wasn't like dude, we... we're the underdog, dude. Yeah, we are. We are. We're the underdog. We're the ultimate underdog city. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, it was, like, was kind of funny because, like, being in a city like that in Los Angeles where it's, like, you do get this element of, like, being starstruck. Mm-hmm. And I get starstruck by, like, places like New York City and Los Angeles just at the fact that, like, people really actually live in this place that you always hear about. You know, you don't really... When I see Baltimore in a movie, it's always, like, a big deal. Like... If there's a movie and I'm like, oh shit, that's 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 right at the harbor or something like that. It's like really yeah. cool, you know. But like that's they live with that every day. Like they're so used to seeing their city streets and their buildings and their culture like on screen all the time. And that's just and so are we. So when we go out there, we're seeing it firsthand and it's for the first time. And it's just like a cool experience. And it just made me realize how all that stuff that we complain about over here, you know, there's obviously like the West Baltimore versus East Baltimore. And there's of course the fucking people who live in the city. They're like, Oh man, we're Baltimore. You live in fucking Towson or you live in Owings Mills to shut the fuck up. But it's like, dude, do you realize that we're all a fucking joke compared to all these cities? Do you realize that like we're over here scrapping over stupid shit? Like, Oh, you live here. I live there. But then like when you get out of LA, nobody, everybody else is just like, where, where Baltimore? Oh, cool. 
They don't fucking care. Yeah. They live in Los Angeles. They live in New York. They live in Chicago. What the fuck do they care? It's like, it's just so petty how people get about that stuff. You know, they can't. And that's why I feel like that's part of the reason why our city gets held back is because we get so caught up on stupid fucking shit. It doesn't matter. Meanwhile, all these other cities are just fucking living life, dude. L.A. is the fucking size of Baltimore County, dude. It's insane. Yeah. Fucking get to Hollywood from where Scott lives is a 30-minute drive. It's like driving to fucking Hereford or something yeah, like yeah. that. Or Cadensville. It's like, get the fuck well, out of here. And sometimes it's not even like that far away, but the traffic out there just fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah. But overall, I was like, I, I guess, you know, I did really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cool out there. But also, like, it's definitely not... It. I feel like... LA is a really cool city, but like whatever city I had in my head that LA was going to be, it wasn't that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so much like dingier and yeah. like dirtier in real yeah. life. And like there's so much of it that's just like warehouses after warehouses. Mm-hmm. After, and it's like this looks shitty. And yeah. there's like fake palm tree power transformers <laughs> and like oil derricks, like pumping oil out of the ground. <laughs> I thought this was like. The you know I thought this was like a you know no fracking da, da, yeah, da. Like, yeah what yeah. what nope. are you guys doing <laughs> we're fracking yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh we're fracking baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh we're not fracking but we're just we're pumping oil we're pumping <laughs> pumping is classy <laughs> <laughs> but overall I was like you know what man I'm still I, was I left I felt kind of depressed because normally I like leaving trip vacations after five days that's good for me mm-hmm. four or five days I'm good I want to go back home. But this is one of those times where I was like, I could have definitely stayed a couple more days, you yeah. know? And so I was still feeling like the, the L.A. itch when I left. And I was like, ooh, ooh like, ooh. I, I can't wait to be back out here, man. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah. The L.A. itch, baby. <laughs> I was telling Scott, I was like, you know, it makes sense for you to be out here. It doesn't make sense for me to be out there, you know? Like, primarily because of the podcast, mm-hmm. you know? And it was, and then also with the music wise, like I'm just starting to get solidified with John and Joe, and we have this producer lined up, and it's like I can understand where you're coming from when you say you go out to a city and surround yourself with people, and you're gonna meet the right people who are gonna push you forward and stuff like that. And yes, that's true. And when you go to a place like L.A. or New York, where there's more people like that, and just more people in general, I guess it it might happen easier, but that's not the path I took. Yeah. And I was able to find those people in Baltimore. And so now the idea or of... Or like, you know, next time you got to L.A., go out with your fucking recorded shit from Exactly, here exactly. just be like, you know... Yeah, be- people go out there with this, with this mentality like, I'm just going to go out here as a nobody. And it's going to happen. And just because I'm in Los Angeles, I'm going to become somebody. But it's like, dude, there are 20 million people in Los Angeles. You think you're just going to go out there and yeah, work at a fucking the, bar? you're the only one with that idea. Yeah. Like, you're just going to work at a bar and be like, I'm going to fucking work at a bar in Los Angeles and I'm going to fucking make it. And it's like, okay, so basically you have the same plan as I did in Baltimore, but you're doing it in a different city. Yeah, like and how exactly are you going to do it? What's your plan? Exactly, your exactly. Like, well, I want to be this. Okay, so have you thought about how you're going to get to that? Yeah, I'm just going to work as a bar back and just fucking just, it'll happen, dude, because I'm in the city of angels. Nope, nope. There's a bunch of fucking 40-year-old, 50-year-old bartenders that thought that, and, you know, for every fucking Brad Pitt that gets discovered, there's probably 100,000, 200,000 people who, who didn't. There was... Um, it was kind of sad 
I was doing a, I did a commercial shoot in LA and like we used a, we hired a location manager out there mm-hmm. to like find all the spots for us. And, um, and <laughs> so this guy was like already weird to begin with because one time like on a conference call, I think he like pocket picked up while he was beating off. <laughs> And then he, like, realized it, turned the phone off, and then called back, like, kind of out of breath, being like, hey, uh, what's, uh, what what's up? What makes you think he was beaten off? Just, like, the sound, dude, the sound. And then, like, him being out of breath when he answered the phone again. <laughs> um, but then, like, when we were actually out there with him, this was all before even, like, meeting him in real life. And then when we were out there, when he was, like, kind of being the go-to person for whatever we were filming at, and... um He's like talking to me and our friend about uh, just fucking like, oh, you guys watch Star Trek? I'm watching Star Trek right now with my roommates. And I was like, oh, you, you have roommates? And this guy's like 40 years old. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I got f- I got three roommates. Uh, yeah, I kind of like sleep on the couch right now. <laughs> like fucking, dude, I can't imagine how many people are out there like that. It seems to be, yeah, it seems to be what goes on. And again, for me, you go out there with something to show for yourself. You know, like I could totally see myself going to Los Angeles if I made the scene in Baltimore and became something or like if you became like a like a top comic in Baltimore or something like that. And then if you thought maybe moving to New York or something was a smooth move, then great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. But just the idea of just going out there. L.A. For the is like just it. so far away. Yeah. It's crazy. L.A. is far, far. I feel like at least. New York, like, it's so close to Baltimore. Like, we're about to get that fucking maglev train, dude. Be up oh there in 30 yeah. minutes and shit. Apparently that's not going to come until, like, fucking 2040 or something. 2040, dude? I'll finally just be Making hitting it, it as a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be We'll be 47. 47. Hell yeah, baby. 48 almost. That sounds about when I'll make it, too. 48. <laughs> well yeah so Ooh, 960 on the likes right now nice dude 960 i'm getting towards 1k yeah dude it's yeah. close i can feel it you got that top comment baby dude, I'm, I'm gunning for that top comment i've been getting mad replies to my post i got like over 60 replies on it I wish we were doing live because I would tell all of our thousands of listeners, <laughs> to go yo, like go it. to Academics Palm Tree <laughs> video where he's ranting. And like, yo, somebody tell Angelica to get her Cynthia doll. Fucking <laughs> 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 awesome, dude. Look, man. Yeah, I want to go out to L.A. soon. I definitely. Oh, also Scott's coming back uh, this week for some type of casting thing in New York. Oh, so and he's yeah. gonna be there for like three weeks. So and he's staying like between. Oh. He he gets like discounted rooms at his hotel chain, Standard. Mm. So they have yeah, one in yeah. New York. So he's like, I'm probably gonna stay yeah, there a couple that's nights. That's where I stayed at um when we shot in New York in November. So I'm thinking it's a fucking dope hotel. I'm thinking we arrange a little fucking trip, a little weekend trip, a little weekend trip. Yeah, make that shit happen. That'd be sweet. That'd be sick. Dude, that'd be real fun. <laughs> that'd be sweet. But yeah, I went to uh. I went to the store yesterday. I got a bunch of salmon. Got some protein powder. Got a scale. Nice. And I'm just becoming too. A kitchen elder. scale or like a weight scale? A weight scale. Because I don't have a weight scale. But That's I just the first figured. step. Yeah, I was 203.2 today. Ooh. 
So I've been charting it, and we'll see what the fuck happens. I think, <laughs> I think like, the last solo cast, we were talking about, like, similar shit where you're like, I never thought I'd be over 200. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't but it's different. hope I'm not. <laughs> it's weird because, like, it, it's fucking annoying almost because Sean last weekend said a similar thing to me where he was, like, super drunk, and he was like, yo, Jimmy, man, you used to fucking have it, bro. <laughs> fucking lost it, man. Lost it. You lost it, man. Listen, I was, a f- like, when I saw you running, I was like, yo, it looks like fucking 90-day fiancé or some shit. And I was like, <laughs> man, man, you're really man, getting dude, my you're goat right fried now. all I of a sudden. Because that's, like, that's the company I keep, I guess. But I'm glad they did, and they're saying it, you know, that's the thing. They're They're saying saying it in hopes that you, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, like, you know, you're never going to be, like, 16-year-old, 17-year-old Jimmy Celeste. Oh, I am, bro. You are? Okay. (laughs) I'm getting back to it now. I'm (laughs) I'm fucking going, I'm going to start wrestling Start doing podcasts and fucking trash bags. (laughs) It's like, Jimmy, it's 100 degrees out. Take that bag off. (laughs) I make weight. Nah, I, I mean, I, I just, it's just one of those things that it's like, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not be fucking ripped? True. Why not be ripped? I don't know if he'd be fucking taking off my shirt and have to deal with fucking Scott. Yo, I need this shredded Jimmy back. <laughs> I need this shredded Jimmy back. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Next time I come out to LA, I'm going to be fucking, fucking, Fucking stunting on your ass, dude. <laughs> you don't even know what to say. You'll be like, oh, I'll be like, yo, Scott, man, you been hitting the gym? Oh, you look like a bitch. You know, Jim, oh, you're doing the free pull-up bars? Oh, <sighs> I can tell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, bo- just uh, body weight calisthenics? Interesting. No, What's your bench? I mean, hmm. yeah, you look lean, but, yeah. you know, muscles. I just, you know. Definition. Just wish you were stronger, dude. <laughs> look. <laughs> It's fine. I just wish you were. I, just wish you, I need the strong sky back. There was a strong. I wish sky. strong sky was. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see strong Scott. Uh, Scott's so fucking funny now. He's just so. Uh, he, he, he every now and then he'd like pop in and like just old Scott and just be fucking freestyling and shit <laughs> like that. But he's very. He's deep now. He's deep. Deep Scott. He's deep. He's like, yeah, man. Dude, like, you know, if he's in New York for three weeks, dude, that's rubbing off on him. You know he's gonna get he's gonna get East that East Coast, Coast again. It he's was gonna get that salt air from the East Coast, the Atlantic just, air, dude. Yeah, get the Atlantic air. Yeah, wash all that Pacific fucking bullshit. Yeah, out of get that head. hustle and bustle of the Big Apple. Yeah, fucking man. the the Northeast megalopolis back in your blood. D- Washington D.C., Baltimore, Philly, New York, Boston corridor. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's what we need. Bro. 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 <laughs> bro, come you got to come back out to the East Coast, bro. Bro. <laughs> it's just funny how, like, we have such different cultures and, like, how you can tell. You know, like, our sense of humor is so much more sarcastic and ripping on each other. They don't rip on each other out in L.A. It's not yeah. something they do. They also don't jaywalk. Not something they do. It's, yeah, it's you get tickets for that. I mean, technically, don't you get tickets for jaywalking in Baltimore? Isn't it illegal yeah, but anywhere? They enforce it out there pretty strict. Yeah, because it's the only thing they fucking do enforce. Yeah, they don't enforce the seven thousand no, homeless people. You can people. live on the sidewalk, but if you yeah. try crossing the street not in a crosswalk, you're going to jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm fucking you're going to jail. You'll be fired from your job for no call, no showing, and you'll become homeless. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think all these guys got here? That guy, he was actually smoking. 
not at an intersection last week, and now he's yeah. homeless <laughs> because I got fucking. I was smoking a cig, and they were like, "Oh, you gotta go." I was like smoking a cig in like the Santa Monica, like you know, walk where the boardwalk or whatever. Not even the boardwalk. It but was like, like the, the market, like okay, in felt yeah, like yeah. a Broadway market or something. It's just like a street with a bunch mm-hmm. of like a s- giant strip mall. And you're just smoking there. Yeah. And you're like they're like. And they're like, yeah, you gotta go smoke at the corner. And I was like. That fucking homeless man has a giant speaker. He's just walking it up and down the thing, <laughs> blaring music. Nobody's going to say anything to him. But if I smoke a fucking cigarette... Um, excuse me. You're my child. Yeah, dude. That homeless man is screaming the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Into a loudspeaker. <laughs> no rules if you're fucking homeless in L.A., dude. Rules go for everyone else. Yeah, yeah that kind of fucking pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, man. That sounds like a pretty action-packed trip, though. It was. I mean, I definitely made it sound cooler than it was. For the most part, we literally just chill with his coworkers. And so, I, I the one thing I do regret is I wish I did a little bit more in the name of like experiencing the nightlife because like there was a couple nights when we were planning on going out, but then we just chilled instead. And like mm-hmm. Scott did a fucking dab and just fell asleep at midnight. And oh my just, god! All right, I guess we're not going out then. <laughs> like, whatever, <laughs> you know. But it was just fun. Oh, we watched uh, one of the nights we watched um. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino's a movie that just Ooh, premiered. Ooh, nice. Very good. Hell yeah. Very good flick, dude. Actually, very enjoyable. I gotta check it out. Yeah, but we we, we originally weren't gonna... His, Eddie's friend worked in the movie theater, so he got us like three free tickets. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was like the second night it was out, so it was like packed, and the only tickets left were the th- three seats in the front row all the way to the right. So Ooh. like we spent the entire movie just like with our Cranking necks cranked, neck, looking yeah. up and looking to the side. And but I didn't mind it. After a while, you got used to it. The, some of the, like the screens. You're like curve. in the position to be like, huh? Yeah, exactly. The, the whole movie. time. Yeah. yeah, the whole time. But it was really good, dude. It was one of those like classic Tarantino movies. A little bit of comedy dropped in. A little bit of gore dropped in. Leo and Brad Pitt. You know, there's some other faces in there. They have some surprise characters. Ooh. So that was cool to see. Like, and of course, the movie is based in Hollywood. So like, we're seeing yeah, yeah. the streets, the same streets that Eddie lives on, literally in the movie, and just. It was just really cool. It was like a weird kind of like half fiction, half nonfiction because there were real characters from history, like real like Roman Polanski and uh, Trisha Yates, whatever the fucking name was, and like all Roman kinds of like Polanski was in it. They yeah. like catch him fucking a kid. At a party <laughs> <or what? laughs> no, they had like they had like Steve McQueen and like I think Leo's character was fictional. I think Brad Pitt's character is fictional, but like Bruce Lee makes a appearance <laughs> in it, and so it's like like the real Bruce Lee, and it's like it's cool because like they kind of made up a story around real people. Yeah, but Bruce Lee was a pedophile bodyguard. <laughs> Roman Polanski, Bruce, you gotta get these bodies out of here. <laughs> I don't care what you do. <laughs> Just get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Use some of that karate and chop him up. And that was cool. And of course, the whole fucking time I thought I was getting a hernia. Oh my no. fucking ball went numb, dude. Your ball went my numb. My ball went when? numb during the movie. During the movie? Stood up. My ball was sucked all the way up into like my dick. Damn. And I was like, dude, I don't have health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. I gotta get someone to suck this ball out of my <laughs> body. <laughs> was it that kind of movie theater? Could you have gotten that done? Uh, it was L.A., baby. So L.A. <laughs> LA City of Angels. I was definitely trying to. Hey, Angel, get over here. <laughs> hey, hey, sweet baby Angel. <laughs> suck the ball out of my body. <laughs> suck this ball wanna, out of my ball. I don't want to get a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I just I came to Chris and I was like, dude. 
I, I guess I'm oh. Lance Armstrong now, dude. I got to pick up a competitive bicycle. I was thinking a bunch of shit. I was like, dude, what if my ball never gets blood flow and it just dies? And I only have one ball and it's my left nut. <laughs> which I guess Not is even my good one. I think the left nut is probably your most important nut because it hangs lower. So. The right nut kind of just branches off the left nut, which is why the left nut hangs. No, I think it's the other way around. Left nut hangs lower because I did pop out of the bathroom while they were <laughs> I'm all. I'm thinking eating. about looking in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the. Left yeah, nut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I popped out of the bathroom. I was like, "Yo, which nut hangs lower?" Mm. And all the dudes were like, "I think left." I think it's my left nut. I was like, all right, good. My right <laughs> nut is not low at all. My right <laughs> nut is all the way, all the way up. Undescended. All the way up. <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> it came back to life, dude. came back to life. Dude, over a thousand. I'm happy. You're making it right now. Less than, I think, I think two hours. 1,013 likes. Damn. Let's get it, baby. Let's keep this train rolling. Oh, we got to watch the debate still. Exactly. How long when have we been start? going? Uh, uh, they're already over, probably. This is midnight. Okay, it's midnight. At midnight. Very much. What is that, round two going on right now? Round two. First part, round two. This so episode's going to come again. on after the debates have already happened. Yeah, so, so let's just throw some predictions out real quick. Yeah, all right. I'm thinking... So I think I think um, tonight is like... Uh, I've heard it's Bernie, the all-white person debate. Warren, Buttigieg... Uh, Beto, Beto, um, Biden, not Biden, but the fucking Marianne woman's there. Marianne's still doing it. Um, and then I think like Klobuchar or whatever the oh fuck her name God, is, and joke. then that Denver governor or the Hickenlooper, Colorado, yeah, Hickenlooper. Um, and then. Some other fucking bitch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of those. It's just. I, so everyone is just going to be parroting Bernie and Warren's policies. Pretty much. So Pretty that's much. that's a given. Yeah, I'm excited um, for the uh, come on. I'm excited for the other one. I feel like they have more. Uh, uh, Bernie and Bernie's the power player on this one for sure. Yeah, Bernie's going to be the power player. Uh, I feel like he's going to be really the only one answering questions. Whereas everyone else will just dance around an issue to sound politically correct. Yeah, and like they'll probably try to like jump in when he's talking because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna definitely address Bernie the most. Oh, and I think um, Delaney's in it too. Nice, dude. I like Delaney, bro. Delaney. So I saw a little bit earlier, um, and like without sound on, <laughs> and Delaney was just there. With his fucking eyes bulged out. <laughs> like, it looked like his campaign manager was like, hey, you blink too much <laughs> on TV. Just take, you know. So he's out there, like, with his eyes bulging out of his head. Like, <laughs> listen here, I don't blink, okay? <laughs> I show no weakness. <laughs> Can I get one of them tarts ropes? Yeah, dude. Fuck you, Scott. I'm eating this tarts rope. Fucking, um,. Yeah, I bet Warren is gonna do like a uh, traditional Native American dance on stage. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gonna be interesting because she's gonna be speaking in Spanish during this debate. <laughs> and Beto O'Rourke, he's learned from his mistakes from the last one. Mm-hmm. He'll be speaking English, mm-hmm. but primarily in a Speedy Gonzalez accent. <laughs> <laughs> 
You have to understand. <laughs> Final <laughs> presidente, arriba! <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, dude. That's Marianne Williamson. I think she's gonna jump on top of her podium and <laughs> summon. Just, no, just push out her yoni egg, <laughs> and it's gonna crack open and give birth to her VP pick. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think Bernie's going to win this one for sure. But, uh, hey, could be wrong. It already happened. It, it already happened. happened. But this is like Schrodinger's debate. It hasn't happened for us. It hasn't happened for us. I think Bernie is going to get on stage and finally address those two uh, black women taking the mic from him. <laughs> I think it's finally, it's been stewing long enough for him. <laughs> and I just want to say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not he racist. He just like goes into like a Bill Cosby like you need to pull your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be taking mics from politicians. Oh, you know what they are gonna hit him with though. On a serious note, they're definitely gonna hit Bernie with that thing that was circulating around about how his uh, staffers start complaining that they're not making fifteen dollars an hour. They're gonna definitely bring that up. I can see it right now. They're gonna be like, Mr. Sanders. Recent uh, news has been circulating that your staffers have been complaining that they're not. Uh, making minimum wage. Meanwhile, you campaign on a minimum wage $15 platform. Can you explain that? And he's like, probably going to have, have... You have to understand? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to do it, Bernie. You have to understand? You have to understand? You'll have to understand? I don't know. That's like country. There's a huge problem. I can't do it. There's a huge problem with the healthcare <laughs> and Medicaid. Healthcare. Industry in America, and well, everyone in this country, everyone in this country needs to donate to my campaign fund. In the so wealthiest nation in the world, I need a fourth house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that is. I thought at first when I heard that, I was like, "All right, could be paying him fifteen dollars an hour." But apparently, it was just like they were getting salaries, but then they were working way more hours. So his way of giving them fifteen dollars minimum wage was just cutting their hours. I was like, oh, interesting. Huh. So you're saying that the way you dealt with having to pay a higher wage was by simply paying them the same money at less hours. Interesting. Granted, you could argue that that gives them the opportunity to go out and get another job with those hours, but now they're still working $60, 60 hours a week to yeah. try to get by. So instead of paying them $15 an hour at the hours that they were already working, which would have cost you more money, you did what everybody's already been saying is going to happen when you raise minimum wage, which is employers are going to find a way to cut labor costs, and that will come in the form of either firing people, letting people go, or cutting back their hours yeah, and reducing hiring. So... It's amazing that that played out in your own in your own personal business. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, no shade. Just saying, found it poetically ironic. And that's it. That's We're gonna that. watch these debates now, and we'll find out if our predictions play true. bingo real quick. Hell yeah, baby! Our predictions. Um, uh, what do you got to plug? I think uh, all I got is Baltimore Comedy Festival. Labor Day weekend, August 28th to September 2nd. I think we got like maybe 20 plus shows going on all throughout the week or the weekend. It's a Wednesday to Monday situation. Nice. Uh, and then catch us on that Monday, September 2nd 
at FRS. We're live from the studio. It's going to be hosting a little Q&A event. Oh, yes. Man. I'm pumped for that. So more information on that coming. I think it's going to be a free event. And uh, we'll, it's it's in like this like super dope uh, shop, kind of like shoe store, like streetwear store or whatever. Uh, kind of right by the Walters Art Museum. So that's going to be fun. We're going to nice. pack that out. That'll be good. That'll be the second to last show in the festival, and then we'll just hop down to Sidebar and ride it out. Literal live from the studio Q&A. Very stoked let's about that. Let's get it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to drop this tomorrow. So this week I got Riptide, Thursday, August 1st, playing their 930 to 1.30. I believe that's a solo situation. Maybe. I might be with a drummer. Who knows? Uh, Friday night. I am at the horse you came in on in Fells Point for the Friday night shift, baby. Tend to close, playing with Ooh. Dustin Wiltrout, rocking the fuck out. That's one of my favorite gigs to do is the horse on a, on a weekend night. It's fucking awesome. Um, so that'll be an awesome time. I'm at Lock Bar Saturday, August 3rd. Uh, tend to close with Stevie Matthews. We're doing a little duo, acoustic duo. That's always fun. That's right in Harbor East. It's a nice, really nice uh, kind of bougie-ish uh restaurant bar but it's cool uh just make sure you bring money for the valet and uh then of course every single sunday night at the horse you came in on in fells point including this sunday august 4th i will be there from 10 to close the past few sundays even though i missed this most recent sunday because i was in los angeles but they have been really fun really cool i think i figured out a new system turns out the trick is don't take breaks for so long <laughs> Who would have fucking guessed? Damn. But uh, yeah, people have been sticking around. I think it's that time of the summer where people are able to just be out for no reason on a Sunday night. So yeah. it's cool. It's cool. So stop by, check that out. Who knows? One of these weeks, you might be uh, an extra in four and a half stars. Very knows, true. Because we are filming a scene there one of these Sunday nights. So time it correctly, and you'll be a star. Fuck yeah. Um, if this is actually dropping tomorrow, and if anyone's, you know, crazy enough to listen to it right when it <laughs> drops, crazy. and in the greater Baltimore, D.C., you know, metropolitan area, uh, I will be in Ellicott City tomorrow night, Ellicott Mills Brewing Company, for the Brew Haha Comedy Show. Nice. It's at 8 o'clock. Uh, that'll be fun. That'll be awesome. Brew Haha, baby. Brew Haha. Um, other than that, that's a fucking wrap. Yeah, man. Top LFTS secret, podcast. Every oh. second Wednesday. Hot said every fourth Wednesday at the Crown. Just want to throw that in. I forgot to plug those. Second Wednesday, fourth Wednesday at the Crown. Correct. Nice. Guys, we got you LFTS podcast on everything. That includes, and I quote, emails. Spotify now. Definitely check us out on Spotify. We just got on there a couple weeks ago. So follow us. Subscribe to us on there. Instagram, uh, yeah. motherfucking Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Google Play, shit. Apple Music, your podcast app on your iPhone, all that shit. Email, we got you on Laughable. Definitely check out Laughable. It is a really cool app for podcasts and comedians. Basically, it's like an index for comedians. Type in your favorite comedian. It'll pull up his profile along with every podcast that he has been featured on. Uh, and likewise, for the podcast, you type in the podcast and get every comedian, obviously. But it's cool. It's a really convenient and intuitive app that I recommend that is now available on Droid as well. Correct, Amundo. Also, shout out uh, Alexander Lee. 
and the from the English Basement podcast. He uh, hit me up, said they're a fan, and they're out of DC, and uh, thinking about doing a little cross cross app soon with those boys. Hell yeah, dude! Want to see what happens. Oh, real quick, real quick before we cut it, bonus story. This is like the end of the credits of a Marvel movie when everybody sticks around. And bonus story, a little update on my whole canceling situation. I, um, so last time we were here on the Matt Brown episode, I touched a little bit, even though I didn't get to expand too much on it, that somebody had messaged, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll edit that out. Somebody had messaged. (laughs) 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 Which one? (laughs) (laughs) You'll never know. Uh, Somebody had messaged one of the places that I play very frequently. It's one of my favorite gigs to do. And uh, they were saying that I that they are offended by the fact that I frequently play there and they will not be patronizing that establishment until I stop playing there. And so they messaged me, the owner did, and I was like, well, geez, what the fuck, and blah, 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 blah. But they, you know, I was just like, damn, this is crazy. I explained the situation and it kind of just went away. And then, of course, while I'm out in L.A., so I thought, you know, that happened. We played a gig that week there and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'm out in LA and my first day that I my second night my second day that I woke up, um, I wake up to a text from the owner of that bar again. And this time she sends me a screenshot and it's him again. And now he's saying, I noticed that you still have Jimmy on your schedule, and I, I was want you know, I want to know that you have spoken to him about this. And if not, I am considering protesting his shows here and which will include me putting his Facebook posts on signs and standing outside with other people to uh, discourage them from coming into your bar. What the fuck? And then he was like, please give me evidence that you've spoken to Jimmy about this issue or I will see you on August 9th. What? With others. And I was like, what the fuck? Fuck, dude. <laughs> You're going to fucking protest my shows? And then, later that day, I get a call from the owner of another bar I play at and another mm. bar I play at. He had messaged every bar I play at. Are you serious? Threatening to protest. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is right? And I was like, get the hell out of town, dude. And so I was like bugging out about it a little bit at first. I was like, man, this is crazy. I can't believe he's fucking doing this. Why are you fucking doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I told the owner of the uh, of all the places I was like, because a couple of them called me. Mike Manos called me to tell me about one of the places. But the cool thing was, all of them, all the owners of all these different venues were so chill about it. Yeah. Because they all saw that it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, they were all just like, dude, I'm just letting you know that this is what's happening. And is like, he like manic or something? Or like, I what's think going so. On? I think so. And and the more the more uh, as this progresses and unfolds, the more I'm starting to realize, like, yeah, he really is. A fucking psycho like it's beyond normal behavior for a grown adult to do this it's like definitely i seem to be attracting a lot of fucking crazy people lately but regardless um yeah i just told the places i was like look i'm gonna reach out to him personally i'm gonna fucking see if i can just reach some kind of understanding with him because obviously he's not gonna go away if yeah. i just ignore it so i reached out to him that day wrote him a nice long message i was very i was i just i started off i was like i just want to you know i'm not mad I'm just kind of like taken aback by the whole situation. Like this mm. is, you know, because he did. Uh, he was somebody I consider his friend. I was like, I know we have 
disagreements on Facebook, but like I didn't realize it. I was like, I, I can, with a person who's like, I, I already assumed and have accepted true or false that he is definitely something wrong with him. So when I addressed him, I tried to validate him. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to come at him and be like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't understand why you're doing this shit, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah, that's just gonna, only going to make it worse. That's going to light the flame. Because now he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to fucking really do this. And like, so I was just like, look, I, I can understand where you're coming from. I suppose I can understand why you're doing this, I guess, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, look, you know, if you would like a, like to grab a beer sometime and just like talk and just see if we can understand each other as people, maybe we can come some sort of understanding and he messaged me back and was like, uh, yeah, blah, 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 I just can't believe the person you become, blah, 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 and, you know, the fact that some of the venues I've contacted have expressed their concern makes me think I can stop this crusade, in parentheses, for now. And I was like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Like, whatever. Like, you are, this is wild. You're going to, it's a crusade yeah. now. This is your crusade. This is your fucking yeah. life's, life's uh, passion is Everything's fucking. has been leading up to getting a local music act yeah like out of a work exactly like, what are you trying to do and if anything it would you know i texted john and joe about it i sent him a screenshot of the message and i was like dude at first i was bugging out but could you imagine what like the crowd that would accumulate if we were playing somewhere in Towson, it would be like the Westboro Baptist Church showing up. People I feel like people would come out to like counter protest them. For it would you. be it would <laughs> like, do nothing but good for us, really. Yeah. Like there would be fucking four losers yeah, standing there'd outside. Like, there'd be like news there. <laughs> like, be why awesome. is this local singer getting protested? <laughs> it would honestly be fucking awesome. And like it, like I was thinking, about, I was like, I just imagine people walking down the strip and just being like. What is good? This band must be insane. We gotta go. What is going on he here? Hire these protesters. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They step inside. We're playing like Margaritaville or something. <laughs> They're like, wait, we're protesting these guys. The Margarita. They're about to play fucking. Uh, you know, Dude, like play my own the worst protesters enemy. are just like jamming to your music the whole time. They like drop the signs and go and <laughs> take their shoes off and start dancing. They're like, yo, is this Jimmy Eat World? I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm putting. I love this song. Just take some time in the middle. <laughs> And, like, you know, we're just joking around right now, obviously. We're not, like, you know. But it's just, like, uh, yeah, I just don't, I like, I just can't even imagine, like, because, like, like, doing comedy, I feel like you try to find, like, the funniest way from point A to point B, and, like, you kind of, like, think about that logically, or, like, you think about, you know, you think about like different ways to think about things, but mm-hmm. like I can't imagine like the train of thought that leads to like even doing any of that shit. Like being inspired enough by something that I just didn't like mm-hmm. on Facebook enough to try to like ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're try like you're like you do music for a living. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to literally ruin your life. He really is. He really is. And it's it's like I, I if I had to say anything good about the situation, he's got some fucking balls, dude. He's got some real fucking balls because I could be a completely different person. Like if I wanted to, I could let him fucking show up and be like, fuck you. He shows up. I beat his ass. Something like that. Or like like there's all kinds of things like that takes a lot of balls to Pretty come jacked. up. I will beat his ass. Dude. Give me a fucking break, dude. Fucking golf team ass motherfucker. Regardless, regardless of all that, 
it takes some real fucking balls to, to show up on a Friday night with four of your friends and convince, not just show up yourself, but convince four other people to do it. Like, four other people are that much of losers that they have nothing better to do on a fucking Friday night than stand outside some local show and protest it as if I'm, like, fucking, you know, Ben Shapiro, like, fucking Milo Yiannopoulos is in there or something like that. But I think the main takeaway from all this, because I think it's died down. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this fucking episode. I'm sure he won't. I'm sure he won't. I mean... Luckily, you saved it for literally the last thing. Yeah, I said after the credits. He probably tuned out after I... Actually, he was probably listening very intently to when I was plugging where I'm playing. Uh, but then he tuned out. But uh, the major takeaway from all of this is that um, I've been lucky enough, you know, obviously with my brother uh, and the pit bull attacks, and I got firsthand experience of the inner workings of how the n- news media makes shit go and then how politicians work and like just having Jim Brochin and people, Kevin Kamenitz and shit like that, like in our house doing all kinds of stuff, just seeing how they operate and just now when I see it on a national scale and when I see it on the news and stuff like that, I can see, I kind of have like a inside, like behind the curtain type of thing where I can, I can like kind of pick out the bullshit. I feel like a little bit better than people who have never had that experience. Um, But this is one of those situations where, I have like a firsthand experience now of what it's like to have someone, I guess, try to cancel you. You know, yeah, dude. And it's 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 it kind of changes your perspective on it because like I always you know I see guys like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson and and I'm sure like you know shit with like anybody anybody who's ever uh, everybody pretty much now a days with, with the whole canceling thing and it's like damn this is what it's like and the one thing that keeps on nagging me in the back of my mind is like well it's probably only gonna get worse like. Just, it, well, I've done virtually nothing at this point, and I already have one fucking crazy person on my ass. So imagine once we get out there more, and the music starts circling, and the podcast gets bigger, and stuff like that. Like, it's only going to get worse, you know? Oh, yeah. But you just have to get to a point where that you hopefully can... hopefully the fans outweigh the haters, dude. Exactly. Because that was that's the thing, and I think if I were a different musician, um, maybe a little bit more disposable that just this singular incident probably would have been enough for them to be like, it's not worth it, you know? We'll just get another guy. But luckily, I've been able to bring people out to, to a lot of these venues and, yeah. and perform and you, well. Yeah, like, built a relationship with these venues for, exactly. like, over a year. So what I had going for me was bigger than what was going against me. And so I feel like as long as you well, have, have like that... a first-person experience of your character. Exactly. Exactly. But as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it snowballs, I just have to hope that like if yeah, like pretty much what you're saying, if you had your first gig at a place and someone came at the venue hard with that shit, the venue might think otherwise. Yeah. It would just be like, Well, we don't know this guy personally, we don't know anything about him. But we'll just get another guy. Which but you know, as you get bigger, you start playing touring and doing venues that they never heard of you, and so that could have a bigger effect. So at that point, it comes down to well, what kind of following does he have? Does his following outweigh his anti-following? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's some stuff that like you know you cross that bridge when it comes. But even with the shit that we've been experiencing with the emails from the podcast, it's like it's kind of like a little sneak peek into what things are going to be like on a much smaller scale. Obviously, you know yeah. we're gonna have people loving it, but we're also gonna have people hating it. And that's just something, that's just reality of when more and more, you know, not everybody's going to like life, you. Dude. Not everybody's going to like dude, you. Dude, when the podcast gets too real, mm-hmm. people don't like the real. They don't like it, dude. So, you know, I guess I guess I kind of had a, a conversation with myself 
on the beach and just thinking about it and just thinking like, is it worth all of that? Like, is it worth it? And I was just like, fuck yeah, it is. Because fuck these people. Fuck yeah. you for thinking that you, just because I think differently than you that you're going to try to shut down my whole fucking life and I'm supposed to cower in fear. I'm supposed to change who I am because you don't like it or else you're going to threaten to ruin my career. I told him, I was like, I'm not, I wouldn't change my fucking self for any of these gigs. I will change. When I talk to my friends like you and Scott and and people that I love and 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 you know hold close to me dom and stuff like that my father i'll talk to them and they can criticize me and tell me like you need to change this about yourself you need to grow in this aspect and i know it's coming from a place of love and i'm always trying to grow as a person as everyone should and so i'm willing to admit that yes i'm not a perfect person and yes the way i've handled myself in every situation has not been the best and so maybe i've rubbed people the wrong way and i'm willing to improve upon myself for that but i'm not going to do it out of being bullied into doing it yeah. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're not coming, he's not coming from a place of love. He doesn't want me to be a better person because he cares about me. He wants to fucking ruin my life because he doesn't like me. And he's hoping that he's going to threaten me with my livelihood and I'm going to fucking cave to, to meet his expectations of what kind of things I should say and how I should be. And fuck you. And I will continue to say that for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> Damn, dude. It got hot at the end. Yeah. <laughs> LFTS podcast across the board if you want some more antics like this. Every week, baby. Every week, baby. Peace.